a once in a lifetime. You need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? Welcome to the Empower Podcast. All right. Perfect. Guys, I'm stoked for this call. Hopefully we have everybody here, everybody online. Looks like we have 32 people on, and this is supposed to be just the California crew. So 32 people from California, 33 is pretty good, and I'm sure we have some groups. So we're going to jump into the call just to make sure that we have time. In the future, guys, we're going to be trying to start these calls a little bit more on time, as close as possible, just so we can get people rolling through their schedule. But obviously, we want everybody to be here. So let your friends, let the reps know in your offices that we will be starting closer to on time. And all these calls are really solid. I'm really excited to hear from Zach today. Zach Lewis, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you see me? Uh, let's see. I could. I saw you a second ago. Let me find you in here. We got. There we go. I can see you. Yep. What up? <laughs> perfect. Perfect, dude. Zach, how are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm good. I mean, I don't know if you could be bad with the last month you had. Yeah, it's a little difficult to be bad right now. Totally, dude. Like, for you right now, life is good. You've been on the leaderboards every week crushing it, but it hasn't always been that way, right? No. So I'm excited to talk to you today. I think it's going to be a super valuable call for anyone that's listening just because you are the real epitome of started from the bottom, now we're here right? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. really is you in, in a funny way. And you've crushed it in every category. So I'm stoked to get on. Um, again, guys, if you have friends or reps in your office that aren't here, please let them know so they can jump on. But we're gonna go ahead and get started. Zach, can you hear me okay? Is your Wi-Fi service pretty good? Yeah, I okay. drove to an area where I had great service. Just okay. We're chilling. Perfect. I can see you great. I can hear you great. So the quality is good on my end. Um, and so we should be good to go, dude. Zach, I don't think you're a newer rep to our company, right? You only worked with us this year. It's your first year. Yep. January 11th was my first day. January 11th was your first day. So I think there's a lot to be talked about from January till now. Yeah. You've made tons of changes, tons of leaps and bounds, improvement all the time. But even before that, I don't think a lot of people know where you're from, your history, stuff like that. So where'd you grow up? Where are you from? Uh, I grew up in Texas, um, Houston, Texas, um, moved to Utah when I was 19, and I still currently have an apartment there. Nice. So you moved to Utah at 19. Why did you move to Utah at 19? Um, all my best buds from Texas were moving up there. Literally, like the close group of friends I had, all like five or six of them were going up to Utah. So I was like, you know, I was just working, wasn't going to college yet, so I was like, whatever. So I just sent it up to Utah. Wow. So one of those things, you kind of followed your friends, came up here. When you got here at 19, what did you do? How old are you now, Zach? I'm 23. 23. So the last four years in Utah, what did you do? Um, I moved up to Utah, and I worked for I, – I didn't go to school. I'm not, I don't plan on going to college, but I just, I just worked pretty much. I worked for a car dealership, and then um, – Starting my second year in Utah, I started working for Vivint Solar at their corporate office in Lehigh. Wow. Uh, this was before the whole Sunrun thing. Yeah. Where they bought them out. Um, and then I worked for Vivint Solar for like a year and a half, I think. And then I did <clears throat> pest control door to door. That in 
didn't turn out too well. <laughs> so I, um, I quit that and I started working for a company called Clearlink. It's the big glass building by University Mall uh-huh. selling, uh, selling internet over the phone. And then I worked for a company called uh, Clear Home and I sold solar for them. It was like a energy broker over the phone type deal. So I sold for companies called like Solcius. I sold for Elevation Solar. Um, I sold for for Sunrun and Vivint over the phone as well. Um, and then after that, I worked for a company called Complete Solar over the phone. Dang, dude, I kid you not. I know that I know you pretty well and I didn't know half that stuff. That is <laughs> yeah, wild. I've been selling solar for a while over the phone. You have. You've been jumping around. So at Vivint Solar, your first time, were you selling solar there? I mean, were you selling it? Were you just like customer support or what were you doing? So at, at the corporate office, they have where you're just like just the setting team. You okay. call leads and stuff like that. Um, and so I set for probably eight months over the phone. Uh-huh. I did cold calling. I did warm leads, all that. And then I did self-gen closing over the phone. So it's like I would pitch them over the phone on, a, on their laptop and stuff. And I would run through docs with them. They would go to their email mm-hmm. and I would just walk through the docs with them. And it was like, it's just the same docs we go through now. And I've been doing that ever since. And so uh, that's what I did at Vivint Solar. But obviously you didn't love Vivint Solar, so you left to pest control. Yeah. And pest control, yeah. you went into the summer. Where'd you go to sell? Um, I went to Ohio and sold for Aptive. Nice. Not a good experience? No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Oh, okay. Not at all. And then he came back and <laughs> I uh it was mainly just the whole I don't know. It just wasn't for me. Okay. You know, some people are insane at it and if you're really good at it then you know keep doing it, but it just was not for me, you know. Totally. And then you came back from that and did more solar all on the phone still though, all in Utah. Yeah. Yep. Dang. And then you left solar completely, went to Clearlink. And what does Clearlink sell? They do, they do internet, right? They sell internet. They okay. sell internet. Yep. And that's is that where you met Kyle Halliday, or had you already known him? No, I've known Kyle since like sixth grade. Okay. In Texas. And Kyle's who yeah. introduced you to this company, right? Yeah. Kyle introduced me to this company. I was just gonna keep working for um, Complete Solar, um, and then Kyle introduced me to this. So then I I did this instead. And you're probably happy you came so far. Yeah. Yeah, I think I made the right decision. <laughs> I think so too. I remember I think I met you the first time at my house. I think you came to my house, didn't you? Yeah. And you yeah. said, Hey, my name's Zach. And I I still feel bad to this day because I could not remember your name the first couple times. I don't know if you remember that. I feel bad no, to this I, day. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Dude, it was so hard. I was like, man. <laughs> You're just like this guy. I, I I kept telling myself, he'll he'll know my day. My name one day, I guess. Dude, one day. And you're right. One day, yeah. and now I know I know exactly who you are. Super yeah. stoked to have you here, dude. And since you came out, you've been out since January 11th, and now you've been out there for what? February, March, April, May, so four and a half-ish months or so? Yeah, yeah. Talk to me about your first month and then your next month. Like, your first month, you got out there, it was a little slow, right? My So, my first month, I was super excited. My first like three weeks, I killed it. I set like 18 my first week and then 22 my second week and then like 26 my third week. Wow. Um, so you're pulling bills like crazy. Your first, second, third yeah. week, tons of bills. Yeah. 
I was super excited to get out and I was just super excited to start the job. And then, you know, it slowly got like, it's just it's the grind, you know, and I slowly got a little black last day's goal um, with everything. My effort was just not the same, I guess. It kind of dropped a little bit. Um, and I realized, man, this is like a grind for sure. And um, I wasn't seeing a lot of success as far as like getting my sets to close. Mm -hmm. um i think to this day i only have three set closes like at all um i i only set for i, I think i only set for like four or five weeks too i started self-genning pretty quickly uh-huh um maybe a little too fast but i just felt like since i had done it before i just wanted to hop right into it mm -hmm. but i didn't know i didn't realize back then how different this is than what i was doing before totally totally yeah so it definitely the self-gen transition was tough for me at least um i think i had nine deals maybe 10 deals up until may 1st mm -hmm. total so i had nine or 10 deals going in like two and a half months that, that were closed and it was becoming like to where i wasn't seeing success and then i then that success would you know not seeing it would kill my motivation to go out and like try my hardest. And like, if I'm being honest up until May, I hadn't in the, besides those first like two or three weeks, I hadn't worked my hardest, even close to my hardest. And I think, um, it was like, like you said in the video a couple weeks ago, like it was becoming to where I, I literally almost like went home because I was like, this just might not be the thing for me. It might not be worth it for me to do this. You know, I have, you know, I have my dog back in Utah that I miss a lot, my family and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I was like, if I'm out here, I have to be out here. Like, if, if I'm not going to work, then what's the point? Totally. You know? Totally. So I, I literally, I sold one deal in all of April. Wow. <laughs> one deal. Yeah. That is and crazy. It was, just, it was getting to that point. And then, and then I just kind of decided that, like, I was just going to work, like, work hard. Totally. So that was the shift. Which is funny because you said at a point you thought, man, maybe this job isn't for me. Maybe I can't do this job. But it never mm -hmm. was an issue of ability. Yeah. No, for me, I, I, I've always had the confidence. I just, I, I tell Cade, I tell Cade this all the time. Like, I love doing as minimal things as possible while getting the most done. Totally. And that's just like, that's just something I've always like, done and it's like dude maybe i should just like just buckle down give it one more month and just work my hardest and then if i still am not seeing success then i can call it right but seeing like all these people that got out with me and that were still rookies like um like dan um um Mikkel, all those people um like showed me like man this is what i've been missing out on just because i'm simply not putting in the work totally Totally. And so I told myself, I was like, look, one full month of just, just, just working and, and see what happens. And so now, now I'm here. And so that was, and that was the month of May, right? Yeah. And now yeah. it's June 1st. You're on the weekly closure success call, getting <laughs> interviewed, kind of crazy, dude. It's yeah. all coming full circle. You probably never thought you'd be here. No. Nah. No, never in a million years. I was like, dude, I will never get on one of those calls. I'll never be at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> That's <laughs> amazing. 
In the last three weeks, you closed, you had five self-gens three weeks ago, six last week, right? And then, or six two weeks ago, and then last week you had nine deals total, five self-gens, four closes from other people. Yeah, I ended with, um, I ended with 21 in the month of May, and I only got one the first week. Wow, so you did 20 deals the last three weeks. Yeah. And literally, how many, like 16 of those were self-gen? Yeah, the self, like it became, it was becoming like, like I didn't even, I don't know what happened, man. I, I just worked harder and it just kind of just turned into success. I don't know, it was kind of crazy to me that I had never, that I hadn't been working harder before. Totally, I'm sure. Now it's, it's kind of like that regret, like weird feeling of like, wait, what was I yes. doing? Like, what was yeah. I doing for the last three or four months? Exactly, exactly. And that's why I think it's so cool to have you on here because I don't think you're the only one. I think it's very normal. Like, this job is hard. This job is tough. To do this day in and day out, there's lots of reps that struggle with it and that aren't working their hardest. And I'm thinking, man, is this job for me? Can I do it? Which, again, it's, it's very common that it's not about can they do it or can they not do it. It's just simply, are they working hard? Are you putting hours yeah. in and effort in? Yeah. So that's cool, man. I'm I excited. Agree. I'm excited to talk to you more about it. And I think everyone, with you being the top self-gener in the company right now, as far as I know, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure you're the number one self-gener right now. And I think that's what a lot of people are striving to be. We have a huge push in the company right now to close, like be more self-geners, have more closers, stop being a setter. You can do more, you can accomplish more. So I think people are gonna be really excited to learn from you but you've only had three set closes for other people, but you've set for yourself 16 in the last three weeks of the close. Yeah. So obviously you know how to set, clearly. And I have these three, I have these three uh, theories I think you kind of fall into. And a lot of reps have heard me say this last week in Central California when I was visiting. But these three theories I have, and you guys can tell me they're right or wrong, whatever. Number one is everybody that can set can close. Right? If you can set, you can close. Yes. Second theory, if you haven't figured out how to set after 30 days and you're working hard, you probably never will. Exactly. I agree. Third theory kind of contradicts my second one. And my third theory is you never really learn how to set till you learn how to close. I, yeah, I, can, see, I can see what you're, what you're trying to say. I can, I can see what you're trying to say. You kind of get that. It's like, I agree with you. I, I get what you're saying because my, the ability that, that you know, like what's helped me a lot when I'm setting and like how I've been able to, to pull a lot of bills is being just knowledgeable about solar totally. or just knowing a lot about the act or our company or whatever. Um, and being able to like, not like look away or say, um, or, not look confident. It is. It's definitely helped me, helped me set. And I do think setting as a job is harder than closing. Totally. The grind, the mentality, everything like that. It is. Um, it is so much harder <laughs> to go knock for eight hours than go to six or seven appointments in a row. Hundred percent. Right. Hundred percent. That's hard. Both of, both of them are hard, but the mindset and everything like that is just so different. Totally. And that's, and that's why if you, if you are a good setter and you can like put the work in, you'll kill it in closing. Totally. And that's, and that's my opinion is like, and if you haven't figured out setting after your first month, you might as well try and start closing because that maybe will help you learn how to start setting. 
kind of thing. Yes. And that's a little bit what happened exactly. to you, right? You had set quality appointments, higher quality appointments, whatever. And so when now when you're out setting, if you go knock for four hours or something, how many bills do you think you'll pull in a four-hour knocking window? If if I'm actually if I'm knocking and I don't like no breaks, I'm like knocking from straight four hours. I'm gonna pull at least four or five bills. Okay, so maybe a that's bill an what, hour. That's what I expect of myself. At least most of the time, most of the time, that's like with like the follow-ups and the appointments and everything like that. I would. That's about what I'll knock in a in a good knocking day is about four or five hours. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've pulled eight. 10 bills in that amount of time before. Um, but I'm at least, if I can, it just depends on how many people I talk to. Totally. Right? Because if, if I'm talking to, if I'm talking to four people an hour, then I'm getting, I'm getting at least like one or two of those. Totally. At least. Totally. Yeah. And so obviously you have setting dialed in and you work hard on that four hour window. So these days when you go up to the door, I think the main question everyone wants to know is, well, what's your pitch? What are you saying? Right. And so when you go up to the door and you knock on it, if I was the homeowner, what are you going to tell me? What's your pitch kind of look like? So I can't remember it was my first or second day, but I knocked with Kaiden um, right when I got out here. And when I heard his very, the very first person answered, and I heard how he does it, I was like, man, I've been doing this wrong all day. <laughs> it was just, he goes, he knocks on the door, and he's, he just walks back, waits for him, and he goes, they answer and like, hey, can I help you? And he's like, oh, it's just the net metering. Or he's like, I'm here for the net metering. Just confident as hell. Just I'm here for the net metering. Like it's like it's like a like a, taking the trash out or whatever. It's like totally. something that just happens. Like most mundane, like, boring job. Is exactly. What you're doing. Exactly. Oh, just the net metering. And they're like, okay. Like they like you say it so confidently. And <laughs> from then on. I have said it that way. I literally go up to the door. I'll be looking at my phone or I'll look away or I'll just chill. And they're like, hey, can I help you? And I was like, oh, hey, I'm just here for the net metering. And then it just gets some like, oh, what is this? Like, like it just sounds like a normal thing, like a routine thing that, mm-hmm. that they've been doing, you know? So that's your first that's, step. That, I, do it, I do the same thing every time. So you knock on the door. Hey, I'm just here for the net metering. And yep. what do they usually say back? They're like, Okay, what is that? And I go, yeah, no worries. It's just your electric meter. It's probably on the side over there next to the garage. Three years ago, the state of California replaced everyone's old meters with the new smart meters. Um, we all hear when that happened. And then they'll just say, no, we just moved in. Um, or, yeah, we've been living here, but I can't remember when they did that. And, I was, and if they say, no, we moved in two or you know a year or two ago, I'll be like, yeah, no worries. They just send me out to make sure every home has the new meter. A lot of people fell through the cracks. So I just need to make sure it has the new one. Um, and I just have a couple of routine follow-up questions for you. And then I just go check it and I come back. If they say, um, we've been here for 10 plus years and we don't remember them doing that. I go, yeah, so they're so accessible to the main road and they had to do everyone. They didn't want to waste a lot of time. So they just came, did it and left. Probably took 15, 20 minutes, maybe. Um, mm. They could have done it any time throughout the day. Um, I just need to make sure you have it real quick. And then I'll ask him, I'll show him the picture. Do you know if you have it? Uh, blah, blah. And I'll make sure to tell him, like, I don't have to mess with it. I don't have to touch it. I just have to literally make sure that the home hasn't connected to it. And then, like I said, just a couple follow-up questions for you. And then I'll either go check it or if they say, yeah, we have it, awesome. Um, now I just kind of have to make sure you understand what that's for and how you can take advantage of it. And then I go into everything else. Nice. And that's, so that's how you, have, that's how you hook them, how you get them talking out of their house, talking to you. 
and then you go back yeah. to your questions and at that point you're in the driver's seat right at that yeah. point they're listening 100%. to you about the questions that you have for them yeah. and they kind of stepped into your office a little bit and then you say hey there's lots of different programs that people get qualified for to help you save money on power bill solar is one of them yada 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 is yeah. that kind of how it looks it's it's a little different the way i do it um i've what i've been doing and i think what helped me a lot is i've set and closed deals like like a lot over the phone like like more than i can count uh-huh. and it's all the same thing right we're not here for for an act right we're, we're here to sell solar totally. right it's just the pitch is so good that we we bend it that way totally so i just kind of mixed it up and, and made it a little different i say you know Cool. So it's all part of the California Renewable Energy Act statewide program saying that California wants to consume less energy here in the state. Everyone's energy bills are so expensive nowadays because everyone's using so much. Right. And that I, I keep saying right to get them to nod or say whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, what California wants to do is lower everyone's energy consumption one by one to get all the bills lower. Right. And that's that, that's how I hook them. And then I go into kind of what you say, like programs, all that stuff like that. Nice. So just to kind of recap that to make sure everyone heard it, you knock on the door, I open it, first thing you say? Um, I'm just here for the net metering. That's all you say, just here for the net metering, then you look at your phone or whatever. And right? literally silence until, if you speak first, you lose. Totally. Like, I've, like they've looked at me like I'm a crazy person a couple of times. Totally. So like, they look around, they're like, what's this guy doing? Like, totally. And it's just, I'm dead silent, awkward, until they say, what is that? And I'm like, okay, cool. Dude, silence is an ally. That's what we need to remember sometimes yeah. in sales. Yeah. And so then you're dead silent. You say, hey, here for the net metering. And you stare at your phone. That's all you do. Oh, I, just, I literally just look at them. And then they're probably right like, uh, okay, what's that? Is that yeah. kind of what they do? And then you go, yeah. oh, three years ago, California came out, put new meters on. Where are you guys living here? They're like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I think I have it. Cool, I need to go double check it. And then I have follow-up yeah. questions to ask you after. Right? Yeah. So you go look at the meter. You come back. You tell them to stay there because you've got questions for them. You go look at the meter, you come back, and then you're like, all right, you guys have it. California's doing whatever the spill you just said. Yeah. Totally. Dude, I love yeah, that. I think that's a, a great it pitch. It changes a lot based off area and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Sometimes I'll even ask them, I'll even ask them, like, I've asked the people, have you seen some, like, spikes in your, your energy? Like, when I say, like, a couple follow-up routine questions that I have for them, mm-hmm. I'll come back and ask them, like, have you, okay, cool you know have you had a lot of problems with electricity around here like does your power flicker or something mm-hmm. like that or just some crazy made-up stuff just to make it you know whatever right? just to build and some credibility that you I care will, right uh, um i'll say have you seen some irregularities in your electricity bill uh recently like spiking up in in you know a lot more expensive than last year or whatever just anything i can do to build a little bit of pain because i've had people go oh yeah like our bill is way higher than than it was this same month last year mm-hmm. um, and all that stuff. And then I kind of just ease into the pitch and transition a different way. Totally. So you ask some questions. So some of those follow-up questions you ask after the meter are, hey, have you noticed your have lots of blackouts lately? Have you noticed yeah. your power is going up like crazy? Have you yeah. noticed there's spikes or whatever? And people usually say, yeah, I have noticed. Build some pain yeah. and say, awesome, that's why I'm here, to help us get more exactly. power, yada, yada, yada. So exactly. you, you piggyback on those things. That's great. I think that's an awesome pitch. And then towards the end of your pitch, how much do you bring up solar? Like, are you talking about a lot, a little? You're like, dude, this is solar. Are you not? What do you, when, I, when you go back, what do they know? Since I've started self-genning, it's, ba- I mean, they always know it's solar. It's totally. very rare, unless the dude's just like, a, like, 
like he's just one of those guys that's like i don't want to be sold solar blah 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 blah. Mm -hmm. most of the time if they're like that and like whatever it is i don't want solar most of the time depending on how they act i just won't i'll either i'll either convince them to let me talk about solar or i just won't set them yeah and that's i mean if they're not going to close then what's the point and that's kind of my third theory is like you don't learn how to set till you learn how to close because exactly. a lot of those you waste your time as a setter, right? Yeah. And then you don't really learn what a good set is. And that's why you get the disappointment because, oh, I set so many, why didn't they close? Well, yeah. they're not good sets, right? Yeah, in theory. exactly. Dang, that's cool. So you do talk about solar every time somewhere in that pitch towards the end or something like that. Yep. And then you say, hey, I need your bill. Do you ever have pushback when you ask for the bill? Or are people usually pretty cool about giving it to you? Or how do you bring up the bill? I go, um... I can't remember exactly what spotted him, but I'll say, okay, do you receive those bills online or in the mail? Um, and then they'll say, I, I get it in paper. Cool. So you may recognize this if you ever looked at it. I bring out the clipboard with the bill on it. Uh-huh. And I always I always try to make sure it's a real bill. Like there are customers that give closers bills all the time, like just keep it or whatever. Yeah. The laminated one just looks kinda it just looks it looks fake. Yeah. You know, and it just it looks way better just to have a real bill on there. Like a piece of paper. Um, a real I, paper bill. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And I say, cool. So this graph's super important because it shows your home's energy consumption over the past 12 months. What we do is really simple. I just take the numbers here and here, put it in our system. We do a full analysis on it. It actually spits back the list of programs that could help you and then the ones that couldn't help you. Um, and I just look at the ones that could help you, dive deep into those. Um, and then if there's anything worth it for you there, I'll come back and show you. If it's not worth it for you, I'll stop by and say, hey, sorry for wasting your time. And the way I spin it into make sure it's solar, I say, cool. So, I mean, in, in all reality, really the only one that's going to be worth it for you is solar. I could show you window tinting or I could show you this, but I mean, no one really cares about five bucks a month from window tinting, right? Because it's not going to be worth it for you. And I always like, every time I bring up solar, I point at someone who has solar around them. Mm. I go, obviously solar is a big deal around here. You know, if they have their neighbors have it um, and stuff like that. Interesting. So then you talk about solar at the end. And if you can tell they're super anti-solar, you're not going to set the appointment. No, if, if they're if they're like that, there's not there's not even it's not even worth it for me. I'd rather just go find someone who's better. Totally. But if they're 50-50, it's like, oh, I don't know. Then you'll always set yeah. that. Always set them. If but we've all gotten those people that are like, I don't want solar. If this is solar, I don't want it. Totally. Don't come and try to sell me solar. Totally. Um, and if they're like, if obviously if you're new, you want to set whatever, right? If uh -huh. you're new. Um, you still set whatever, but for me, ever since I started self-genning, I'm like, I'd rather just, I'm not going to waste my time going to sit with someone for an hour and then them not even buy. Totally. Because it ends up being solar. Totally. You're not going to waste your time. You know your time's valuable. Exactly. And I think that's a pivotal point that people all need to learn. They all kind of cross that bridge. They're like, wow, my time's worth something now. I definitely yeah. can't just start showing up. That's mm -hmm. awesome, dude. And then do you always schedule appointments for same day or next day or how do you schedule stuff? Um, I always, so for me, um, I can't remember if someone asked me and I told them my full work week schedule is Monday and Thursdays are my setting days where I go hard on setting. I try not to set same days if it's, if it's at all possible. Uh -huh. Like I, if I had to choose, I would want like eight to 10 bills on Monday, eight to 10 on Thursday. Mm. And then Tuesday and Wednesday is I, I fill them up, do follow-ups and then I only knock. Like typically on Tuesday and Wednesday, I will only knock from like 10 to 1130 or noon. 
and then do appointments and follow-ups until 5.30 and then knock from 6 to 8. If I could choose, I would literally only knock from 10 to 11 and 6 to 8 and do appointments the rest because 6 to 8 is just prime for setting. Totally. So I try, I really try not to set anything for 6 to 8. And so I try to do appointments wow. in the dead hours from like, you know, 1 to 5 or whatever, 1 to 4. So pretty much all day Monday you're setting, all day. Mm-hmm. And you try not to do yep. any appointments on Monday. I try. Like if they, if that's, if they're like, you know, come back in 30 minutes, like we're going to be home, then mm-hmm. maybe, right. Then, then I'll do it. That's super solid. But I try to, I don't really give an option. If they ask me what times I have available, I say tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, just because setting is, you know, you want to have, it's, I think it's important to manage when you're setting and when you're closing and when you're doing follow-ups, when you're self generate totally. or else you're going to go crazy. Totally. And you're not going to know what to do. You'll be all over the place, right? Exactly. And I mean, I think that's something that you're getting really good at right now, which kind of separates people. I mean, Kaiden taught you how to do a great pitch. Like, that's amazing. Yeah. And he's a stud. He taught you how to close deals. Like, you learn so much. But some things we all learn on our own, like time management. Like, one of those things, the schedule, you got to figure out what works for you. And yeah. you figure that out. And so for you, on Monday and Thursday, you knock all day. And then on Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Those, Saturday. Saturday, those are the times you knock in the morning, go to appointments all afternoon, and knock again in the evening just to make sure your schedule is yeah. full every day. If I had to choose like my perfect schedule, that would be it. Obviously, sometimes you go when the homeowners are most available, right? So you have to like, if they can only do it at six or seven, right? You have to. Totally. But six to eight for setting is literally amazing. Totally. That's awesome. Right. And then you always make sure you schedule those the next day in the afternoon slots to make sure you have appointments yeah. all day. So yeah. how, how many hours a day are you working, would you say? Are you doing like 10 a.m. till 9 p.m. or? Um, well, we just started, literally just today, we started um, a schedule change um, just for mainly for setters. Uh-huh. Um, but typically, you know, since I've been out here, or like, like May, I would go like 10 to 10.30 is kind of when I'd get out there, maybe 11, and then 11 to 8 is when I would, I'll go home at eight. Nice. And you're doing so, all your deck building, all your calls, all that stuff in the morning and night. You don't do that during the day ever. No, unless it's the same day or it's something crazy that went down. No, I'm doing, I do everything before I leave. I made that mistake of like, you know, wanting to get home and not have to worry about work uh-huh. when I became a self generator but uh-huh. that's not the case. Like when you're a self generator or a closer, work is all day. It is what it is. Right. It's, right. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. And they pay you, like you're getting paid for it. So totally, who cares? A lot of reps. Um, and yeah. when you get really good at it, proposals take like five minutes. For sure. If that. For sure. So. A lot of reps, they struggle with that because they try and do time management stuff during the day and they try and do that crap during their knocking hours, right? And they don't have yeah. any appointments and stuff. So, dude, I love it. I feel like we've already learned so much from you and your region, your team, everything else. And so I really want to open it up for questions real fast Tell about 1.40, the next eight minutes, just on setting. Setting questions about your pitch, about your door approach, about your follow-up process, whatever it is. Guys, if you have a question about setting, ask it. If not, that's okay. We'll move on to closing, and then we'll have another Q&A after about closing. So we'll have two separate question and answer sections. So we'll open up, unmute your uh, mic if you want to, and ask a question. I have a question. Go for it. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, I can. Um, I just wanted to ask you how many doors you're knocking per set that you get. Is it like 10 doors per one set or what is it? Um, since, like, what's the time frame? Since you started self-genning. Maybe in May or since something. Since I started self-genning. It's, 
it's pretty low. Um, I would say, I would say it's probably it's probably like seven or eight. Maybe like if you average all my self training, it's probably seven or eight. I think last month I did really good at you know efficiently knocking, and it was probably closer to like four or five last month. But I think if you average everything together since I started, it's 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 pretty low. Probably probably seven or eight. I would say. How do you how do you, how many of those seven or eight doors do you think people aren't home? Like they didn't know no or people didn't answer. Um, probably two or three, probably two or three. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't ever just go door to door and like demon knock. I do, I do signs of life all the time. So it's like, I try to go for houses with, with, um, two, two cars in the driveway because it's important to like, like I was telling Jake, it's important to, you know, not try to waste your time. And obviously, you know, people park in the, people park in the garage and stuff like that. Um, but, but I would say, yeah, like maybe two, maybe two, two out of the seven or eight, two out of the seven or eight or three, um, don't answer. Did you call that demon knock? Is that when you, is that what you said? Yeah. That's funny. I haven't heard that. So that just means you knock every door you can. Yeah. I don't, I don't ever do it. I don't ever like just go, I'm going to do this whole street and then the other side of the whole street. But I don't, you look I've for never signs done of life. You look for signs of life. You make sure people are home and you yeah. still have it, people it not be to, home. You'll still have some people not it, answer, right? Yeah. And, and I just, I'm not going to knock on a house that doesn't have a car in it unless I'm finishing up the area. I'm just hitting every house now. Like I'm going to go to some houses that I've never knocked because some people just park in the driveway and that's why they don't have solar because they never get knocked by any salesman because they never think they're home. Mm -hmm. I've gotten a couple sets and closes like that where they literally go, we park inside on purpose because we don't want to get torched by salesmen. <laughs> Man, I love that. And that's a good question. Guys, something that's kind of notable is Hunter Clark asked that question, who is a legend of the company. And Hunter was actually on the call last yeah. week. And so that just shows everyone's trying to learn and get better. But yeah, Hunter, I hope I answered your question. I, I didn't know. I think so. I say, this is Mana. Hey, Zach. So when you're introducing solar on the set, uh, I think a lot of reps, they kind of vomit solar and it kind of overwhelms the customer. When is your like when where, when do you draw the line on okay this is solar it's good maybe finalize the set what's your approach on when it's enough um, so you're asking just how much I bring up solar basically to not overdo it yeah it's obviously you want them to know it's solar but obviously you don't want to scare them away it's where they're like yeah okay, yeah I'll basically stick to my biggest line is that solar is the most popular because it saves people by far the most money. Um, and so, like I said, I'm not here to sell you anything. I just want to actually just see if any of these programs are worth it for you. Um, and if solar isn't one of those programs that, that's worth it for you, then I'll just let you know. If it is worth it for you, I'd just like to show you the numbers because there's no harm in just knowing the numbers, right? And that's basically where I'll leave it. I won't, unless they are asking me questions about it and they're super interested in it, that's basically, I'll stop talking about it and just set the appointment. Cool. And do you, do you typically text them after the appointment or text them the day of the appointment? Um, so I stopped doing that cause I was getting so many cancels. Um, and I got like, I was getting like people texting me saying, "Never mind." Like, I just feel like I stopped doing it as when I became a self gender cause it was giving people opportunities to cancel. Um, and if they were solid enough to respond and say, cool, we'll see you at this time. I feel like they shouldn't need a text to remember that anyways. 
because they're solid enough to where they responded. So the benefits you getting out you get out of texting a confirmation, I feel like are already there, even if you don't text it. Does that make sense? Dude, I love it, man. That's awesome. Cool. Zach, I actually totally agree with you there. Like when I was self training, I would never ever text either. Actually, when you have setters, it's a little bit different because you don't have time to run to every appointment. Exactly. So, so guys, exactly. if you're a setter on this call and you're like, dude, my manager wants me to text them, there's a reason for that because yeah, he doesn't so have if time. If you're a setter, you should definitely do that. Totally. The, the manager doesn't know how solid of a set that is because they didn't do it. Totally. But if you're self genning you're probably good just to do it, essentially. Yeah. Great question. Any other questions for Zach about setting? Yeah, I had a question. <clears throat> Go for um, it. So how do you change your pitch based on the area you're knocking? Because sometimes when you're knocking in lower income areas, you have to switch your pitch uh, based on like the type of people you're knocking with. Do you yeah. switch it up for the higher class individuals or lower class individuals? Yeah, 100%. I think when you're in like, like I knock in Santa Clarita and there's a lot of like very, very rich neighborhoods up here. Um, and rich people are definitely, you know, the rich, rich people are, are smarter than they're really, really, they're a lot harder to set and they get torched with salesmen. Um, and then obviously the lower income people, lower income, I come off straight solar. That's what I've, that's what I've been doing. I, I basically, I, I say, I say I'm with California renewable energy. They send me out to areas where people get high energy bills. Um, and they just send me out because we have programs that are through the state of California or that are subsidized by the state of California that help lower those. And I think that pitch has helped me a lot recently. I, I started really doing that last month um, because lower income, like not like super low, but when you find that level of low income people that, you know, would still have like good credit and all that stuff like that, um, they care, you know, high bills to them are different than high bills to rich people. Right. So it's like they care a lot about 120, 150 dollar bills more than rich people do. So I say, yeah, I'm just with California Renewable Energy. They send me out to areas where people get high energy bills just because there's a lot of programs that they can do to help lower that. Um, and that's what I've been doing recently. And it's been working a lot in the lower income areas. I love it. These have been great questions. I want to try and transition over to closing now. And guys, if you have more questions about setting, then feel free to bring them up at the end when we have more time. But Zach, it sounds like you've got setting down. These have been great answers, great questions. And then you had to start self-genning. And I want everyone to remember, it was a process, right? Your first couple of appointments, your first month didn't go perfect, right? No, I was, uh, yeah, no. Went to lots of appointments, had lots of couple of failures here and there, things like that. Yeah. And that just shows type of character Zach has to keep on going, keep working hard. And when things were rough, he doubled down, essentially. When you were at the point of like brink of no return or a failure yeah. or of going home, that's when you double down like, dude, I'm not going to go home. I'm going to double my effort. I'm going to yeah. double everything I've been doing. And so if you're on this call and you feel like, man, I don't know if this is worth it for me. I don't know if I'm working hard or if this is going to make money for me in the future, if it's going to be a career for me. That's when you double down before you quit, right? And that's what successful people do. And you've done that, and now you've got closing down pretty dang good. You've gone like 15 for 15 the last two weeks. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, 100% close ratio the last two weeks is crazy. That's so, so impressive. So when you roll into a home, you knock on the door again, back after you set it or someone else did. What's that going to look like from start to finish? Kind of break it up into segments 
at the beginning, you just start building rapport, I'm guessing, right? So I actually, I actually don't build a lot of rapport at the beginning. And that's kind of how I said as well. Um, I cut it when I, when I'm doing it, I like to keep on track because I know there's a lot of talkers that everyone knows this, like they close people that are just talkers. And I think it's, for me, it's, I think it's just super important to kind of just stay on track. When I get to the house, I'll knock on the door. I say, how are you doing? You know, do you have some place where we can sit down and I can show these real quick? Um, cool. So let's sit down and basically we'll have a conversation on the way to sitting down mm-hmm. and then we'll just finish that conversation and then I'll, I'll just hop right into it. Like, I'll be like, okay, cool. So if you look here, like, and then I'll just go on my pitch. Like I really, there's no, hey, there's no right or wrong answer, but right? totally. there's nothing wrong with building rapport. That's just how I've been doing it. Yeah. I just, for me, it's like, I expect, like I'm just I'm there to do something right totally. and I think I think people have have realized and, and you know people have that I've closed have been on kind of on the same page as me as far as all right what do you got like like I'm here for a reason right um there's nothing wrong with building a rapport I do it but I just don't do it a lot I do totally. it for probably just two or three minutes as we're walking to where we're going to sit down yeah we sit down finish whatever we're talking about and then if there's like that two like one minute maybe two seconds of just pause I'll be like, okay cool like, I don't really, it's not that I don't care. It's just that I'm there to do something, right? So totally. I'm, I'm there to do this. So I just want to, uh, or I'll say, cool. So I'm really, really excited to show you this. I, I've been excited since I looked at the numbers last night. And so here you go, right? And so and we'll go into it. Kind of hype it up. You kind of make it a big event yeah. for you. Like you're on the edge yeah. of your seat. You want to tell them, you yeah. want to show them, right? Yeah. That's cool. And guys, that just shows you that everyone does it different. I interviewed someone in Florida this morning and her biggest thing is building rapport. That's what she's really good at. You know, like everyone can has a different strength and skill set. And that's why we do these calls because there is not one perfect way. There's lots of ways yeah. that are great that we can all learn. And so that's what you do. You jump into it. And then when you go through the deck with them, do you use a deck? Are you showing them stuff on your computer? Are you just talking? Yeah, so I um, I took out a couple slides that I didn't think were – I didn't think people were really like – I just took out a couple slides that I didn't think were really necessary. Uh-huh. I feel like they were just kind of just building a little more value – or they were the uh, the point of them was to build a little more value or build a little more pain. Yeah, I just didn't I didn't I didn't see the point, so I took them out. Mm-hmm. My my mine is very straight to the point. It's very like okay, I'm gonna explain who we are. I'm gonna explain the act, what your net meter does, and then we go right into price. I don't I don't really, you know, all the pages that 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 you know I didn't feel were necessary. Um, I just took them out. Yeah, like that's how I pitch people, and I'm I'm very straight to the point. Like, this is why I'm here. My pitch only takes, if they don't have like a ton of questions until the end, for me to get start to finish from my pitch take, maybe like 10, 10, 12 minutes. Wow. If you just kind of crush through it, right? Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm explaining everything. And then by the end, they have a ton of questions, obviously. So it takes longer. But from yeah. start to finish, if no one interrupted me, I could get through my pitch in maybe like 10, 10 12 minutes. Yeah. Probably. Which obviously they're going to interrupt you. They're going to go through different things. They're going to like bug you, whatever. Yeah. So it's probably usually what twenty to thirty minutes of like going through the deck. It's probably and, about. It's probably about. It's probably about twenty minutes. Yeah. Twenty minutes typically. or so. Nice that you go through the deck, and then at the end, is it kind of like, all right, you ready to sign, or what do you do at the end? <laughs> so that's the biggest thing I changed this month is that I I have been doing like I've been doing stuff like that for a while, and I think. I was trying to find a new way to do it because this job was so different than all my other solar jobs. Uh-huh. And I kind of just, I was like, dude, I'm just going to try to go back to what I'm, I'm used to. Like, because I've, 
gone through the same process, like going through docs and like, like signing them up and all that stuff. I explain it in a very like nonchalant kind of way. I say like, cool. So obviously the goal today, we don't want you to get you. We don't want to make like, we don't want you to make a decision because it's obviously a big decision. We want to give you plenty of time to do that. But what we do want to do is we do want to make sure your roof and your home qualifies. So the whole point of today isn't to get you to say yes or no. It's simply just to get you on the schedule to have a site survey done. And then from there, I basically explain, okay, so just to do a site survey, there's a couple things we have to do. We obviously have to agree on the, the total price because two or three weeks from now, we don't want you coming back saying we changed it. It just protects you, protects us, everything like that. And then we just create you an account with uh, with CRE. And I just look it up. And I don't even tell them about the CPUC until we actually do it. Hmm. I, I basically, when the, we get to the CPUC, that's when I say, okay, cool. Now we just have to fill out this quick protection guide and I'll explain what it is as we're doing it. Totally. I don't even tell them because I feel like the, I was telling this to people on my team last night, but the, the main reason people don't buy solar off of like following up with them is because they're too lazy. They're more comfortable. They're just comfortable. Mm-hmm. People are just, so, a lot of homeowners don't like change. Mm-hmm. They just, they're comfortable. So what I do is I tell them, okay, site survey is typically about a week out is when mm-hmm. we can schedule it. Right. You have that. And then you have up until one to two weeks after that, while we're building the design, when we send you the final design and you look at it and approve it, that's you saying yes or no. So I, we give you two to three weeks total from site survey to now to permits to decide, cause we're not going to pay for your permits unless this is something we know you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're like, yeah, yeah, of course. And so it makes it like, I guess you could say it like, kind of invites a lot of cancels, but I've closed 32 deals and I've only had five cancels and none of them have been, the last two were just because of this, these crazy reasons mm-hmm. that, that had nothing to do with that. Totally. So what I've literally on a close that I got like two weeks ago, um, they called me when they were like, like it was like two or three weeks after I closed them and they called me and the, the husband literally goes, we're already this far. Like, why would we, why would we back out now? Totally. It's literally, they're going to choose whatever the lazier option is. Totally. That's a hundred percent fact. People just, pe- if, if I get them signed up, ready to go and they know, like we already did a site survey. We're already only like three weeks away from getting installed. Why are we not doing this? Like we don't have to do anything. I don't want to deal with this. Literally the husband, I could hear him tell the wife, like we're already this far in. Like, why don't we just do it? Totally. And then and they ended up there getting installed. So it's like, it comes down to people are just going to choose whatever the lazier option is. So and you don't feel like if it I hurts can get you. them over the hump, if I can get them over the hump to sign up, we can cancel if we need to before permits. I'm fine with taking that risk. Because so far it's worked perfectly for me. That's what I've always done even before this job. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that's the biggest difference I made. I just went to kind of something I was more comfortable with. My my docs is has is the same now as it has always been. Like mm. I'm just the the lines I use, everything like that are the same. It was so much more comfortable for me. And like I said, it's so much harder for them to cancel if they're already halfway done. Totally. Then it is for then it is for you to be like, okay, it's two weeks. Like, are you ready to sign up now? Like, are you ready to sign our contract now? Like, people are gonna be like. They're just gonna be too lazy. Like they just, they just want, they just don't want change, right? So if I, if I get them over the hump right then and there, while their brains are fresh, 
well, they, I built this pain and I built the value and they see it's only 15 bucks a month for the first year. Um, and it's like, honestly, there's a million things that could go wrong with the site survey, right? They have to check your meter. They got to check your roof with all these fire codes. The panels have to be like 18 inches away from the edge of a pitch change or the edge of the roof mm-hmm. or the edge of obstruction up there. We don't know if we can fit this many panels, right? If there's hiccups in the road, we have to take care of that before we worry about anything else. And it gets them, it builds value and they actually want to do the site survey because they want to see if this is viable for their home. And then from there, it's like, I haven't had someone just cancel. Like it hasn't, hasn't messed me up. Wow. And so that, that's the biggest thing. Cause I mean, dude, to, you sold 32 and you have 27 still pending. Is that correct? Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure you've had some installs now or deals that are about to be installed or whatever. Yeah. And so that shows, I mean, that's not a high cancellation rate. That's not anything different than anybody else. If you sell 30 and have three cancel, that's 10%. And you sold 32 yeah. and had five cancel. Right? Yeah, I just had my fifth cancel today. It's because I told him twice, but he said, so you're telling me my power is going to go out with everyone else. And I said, yep, we talked about this during the pitch multiple times. And he's like, okay. And that's why he canceled. It wasn't because of the way I do things. Right. Yeah. So he until that messes way. me up or until it like affects me in whatever way, I'm going to keep doing it. Yeah. And it's not shady at all because they, they understand they're going through a credit check. They understand they're getting documents signed. Yes. They understand yes. they're getting a CPUC signed, everything. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the CPUC, like I said, I try to make the whole like docs thing sound very minimal. Mm-hmm. Because like I said, people are lazy. Totally. If they realize they have to do all this stuff just to schedule a site survey. But if I have them like, okay, loan docs are already signed, credit checks are already run. All I have to do now, we just have to fill out the simple protection guide. Um, and that's it. Totally. And, and boom, it's just like, okay, like I said, they're going to choose whatever the easier option is. Oh, I only have one document left. That's fine. An easy protection guide versus we have to do this, 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 and this, right? People are just going to go with whatever naturally sounds easier. Dang. I love it. Guys, I hope everyone's taking, like paying attention to this call. I've been taking notes the whole time, writing things down things that I'm learning to try and help other reps when they reach out to me. And so there's so much good stuff in here. The next nine minutes, I have questions I could ask you all day, but the next nine minutes, I feel like it'd be good to open up to these guys and have them reach out to you again. So guys, any more questions about closing, setting, scheduling, time management, anything else you want to know from Zach? If not, I have plenty of questions. I have a question. Let's go with Trayson first and then Hunter Dell. How long have you been self-cutting? Zach, are you, are you there? Zach, are you there? Can anybody else hear me or Trayson, are you still there or Hunter? Yeah. Okay. It looks like Zach yeah. it looks like Zach got kicked out. Let's see if he comes back. Let's see.
Oh, Zach, you're back. Hey, sorry, my phone. My AC. Oh, sorry about that. No, you're good, dude. No worries. Trayson's question was, how long have you been self-genning? I've been self-genning since probably, probably like the third week of February, maybe, or maybe okay. the last week of February. So pretty much March, April, May, pretty much been three months. But you yeah, really, you really caught your stride. Maybe just a little bit more than that. And you really caught time. your stride the last month. Yeah. Good question. Um, Hunter Dell, I believe you had a question. Yeah. My question, um, you said that you've had 32 deals, five have canceled. How many, I'm just wondering, how many of those 32 are past that yes or no phase that you're talking about where they've gotten the design, they say yes. How many are past that? All but nine all of them. them. All but nine from the last week. Awesome. Nice. Thank you. So you feel like those 27 you still have are pretty solid. They're going to go through. Yeah. Yeah, they are. I, I would be, I'd be shocked if, um, if, if, you know, one, like more than one of those canceled. Like, because the way I word it is like, you can't cancel after we submit the permits. And um, I have a dude getting installed on June 10th that tried to cancel. Um, he was like, is it too, he, he, he didn't say I want to cancel. He said, is it too late to cancel? And all I said was, I said, well, we submitted the permits already. And he was like, oh, okay, never mind that. And he's still getting, and now he's getting installed. No so, way. So it wasn't yes or no. You didn't yeah. say anything. You just said, hey, well, we've already submitted permits. And he's like, all right, let's just do it. Yeah. Right? Not really. Uh, yeah, that's, that was completely how the conversation went. That's funny. Any other questions for Zach? Yeah, it was Are you strictly selling PPAs or purchases? I have not sold a PPA yet all year. Um, I think it's a lot easier to pitch loans. I've sold really, really old people on on purchases, even when like like a lot of people just say pitch my PPA because they're so old. Do you get rebuttals with the tax credits? Um, no, I haven't. So I, I've gotten kind of lucky as far as the tax credits have gone. I haven't got someone who, who wouldn't get it yet. Um, and I'm not, I'll probably end up pitching a PPA if that's the case, but I haven't run into that yet. But I've been, I've, I think I sold someone who was like 72 and he, he, he said he has enough tax liability to get his tax credit. Because you're in pretty wealthy areas, right, Zach? I mean, you're selling to pretty wealthy people in Santa Clarita often. Like, what did you say? I just said you're in pretty wealthy neighborhoods, though, right? I mean, you're selling to wealthier people in general. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Yeah, I've been, I'm in Santa Clarita. I haven't, I mean, I haven't knocked a super, super, like, poor hood since Palmdale. Yeah. <laughs> since I knocked in Palmdale for a couple weeks. So it might be a little bit different there, but that's a good question. Any other questions? Zach? Yeah, so you say you give them about two to three weeks to like kind of decide yes or no. But when you go over the CPUC and the agreements, I mean, it says that they have a cancellation date of five, three, or 10 days. How do you yeah. get around that? So, yeah, people always ask me about it. And I was like, it, <laughs> the way I answer it's kind of funny. I just, 
I, I try to just make it as confident as I possibly can. And I go, so obviously this is a state packet, right? It's the state of California. It's a legal document. Um, that only is in there to make it a valid legal document through our company. We allow you to cancel a pencil permitting. And I just try to say that as confident as possible. And it hasn't bit me in the butt yet. So, um, I think it's been working. That's a good question. Any other questions? I I heard you. I don't know if Hunter heard you, but yeah, you're good. Okay, awesome. I've got a question for Zach. Zach, what's up, dude? This is Kaiden. Who? Kaiden. Oh, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you you have probably one of the best managers in the region. I I mean, I would say one of the best in the company. The Kate best Cloward, man in the region. He is he's a stud, dude. Kate Cloward's one of one of my favorites. But I want to know what piece of advice, what one piece of advice has Kate Cloward given you that's helped you really just explode these last couple of weeks? Like what did he say or what did he do to help you realize your true potential? Um Yeah, that's a good question. Um so I've only known Cade like literally about like two weeks before I came out, maybe three weeks. And he's like hundred percent turned into one of the people I trust most and respect most in my entire life. Um, just seeing like his work ethic and how he holds himself. Um, I think with Cade, he's like, he knows a lot about me and like what I've gone through mentally and my, and my work ethic and stuff like that. And I think, you know, we've had conversations before, but it, it really came down to he was he basically just had to sit down with me and all, like a come to Jesus moment. Like, dude, like if this if you don't want to be here, then go home. Like if you're not going to work the hours, then it's not worth it for you and just go home. And then then, like I said, like I saw Jake later that day, that's when I told myself, all right, I'm going to I'm going to work hard for a month and then if it doesn't work out, I'll go home. But I at least owe it to everyone here who's helped me, Cade, myself, to at least see what the potential is like if I was to actually work my hardest. I think that's where that's where Cade really made a difference. Dang. So it's like a pep talk or just like letting you know what he expects out of you. Yeah, it became it became no sugarcoating, just real, like bro to bro, like this is what needs to like this is how it needs to go. Yeah, I love that. I think that Cade's really good at that, and I think that that comes from Kaiden, who's also very good at that, right? I think your leaders all the yeah. way up are awesome. Um, I think that we're kind of running out of time. I know you probably have places to be and appointments to go to and stuff like that. I A few other questions. Like, I'm curious, what are the biggest objections that you hear when it comes to signing up, and how do you overcome those? That's what Jaden just asked. We'll kind of leave that as one of our last questions unless anybody has anything really so, pressing. If everyone wants to send it into the chat, I'll look them over. When um, one of the biggest objections I get is the one Hunter was talking about where it says, it literally says three days on the CPUC. Mm-hmm. Um, but the way I explain the CPUC is, is I, that exact document, I have talked people through that before at my old job. That exact CPUC selling over the phone in California. And the way I explain it, it's a, it's a legal state thing. 
any homeowner in the state of California, no matter what company, no matter how big the company, if you get solar in California, you have to fill out the CPUC. And it's word for word, pretty much the same thing for everyone other than the price and my name and their name. So it doesn't, there's nothing on there specific to you. This is a legal like state of California type deal. Mm -hmm. The companies as solar companies have the right to give you as much time as they want to do for you to cancel or for you to do this or that. Right. But, but legally no company can like, I think what the, what the main thing with the packet saying with the three days is that obviously some companies have cancellation fees after, after three days. Um, but I think legally they cannot charge you a cancellation fee before the three days. I think that's all that's saying. And that's how I explain it to them. Um, and that's, that's how I set it up properly. And they're like, Oh, okay. Like that makes sense. I think the way I make, I, I say it makes total sense mm-hmm. is private solar companies have the right to allow you to cancel whenever you want. Not, I mean, it's not a legal thing that the company has to charge you a cancellation fee after three days. Totally. They decide when they want to. That was a good answer. Is there any other big objections that you've been hearing lately that people have been saying that you had to overcome or is that pretty much it? Um, that's one of the big ones. Um, another big objection has been, um, like putting the panels on a certain side of the roof. Mm. Like they don't want them on the front or they're not aesthetically pleased. I think it's not a, it's not a hard objection to get over at all, but it's just a common one. Like that's a lot of reason people don't get it. So what I've did, what I've done is, you know, I went and took a close up picture of our panels and there are a lot of like ugly solar panels. Actually there are like with the gray outlines and the gray spots in the middle of them. And I think people have a misconception that they all look like that because mm-hmm. that's how they mostly look. Mm-hmm. And I've literally just pulled up the picture, showed it to people and they're like, Whoa, those look super nice. Like all black on black. And I tell them like from far away, it literally just looks like one big black panel. If mm-hmm. it's an even number, because it's black on black. And I I go, they're black on black monocrystalline panels, super sleek, super thin, flush to the roof, really, really nice panels. Um, and I just make them sound like the best thing ever. And I think that's just the other big one I get. But it's once you get it down, it's so easy to roll over. Like it, it should like once you get it down and you do it a couple of times, it should be like it should be a walk in the park with that objection. But really, it's just the it's just that three day rescission that Hunter was talking about. But I think if you explain that properly, it's another one of those things that's like, it's common, but it's not hard to get over at all. Totally. But I haven't gotten, I, I can't think of an objection that I've gotten where it's like, it just stumps me. Like, I just can't, I just can't think of a big one that I've gotten recently. That's like that. Dude. Well, honestly, like your answers have been great. Like this call has been super, super helpful. And I hope you guys are all taking notes again. Cause I have the whole time. I think it's funny, guys, a little side story real quick. Zach called me this week on Tuesday because he'd only closed two deals. What? And he was all nervous, and he finished the week with nine. So it just shows, like, keep working through it. Keep working hard. Um, Honestly, Zach, love you a lot, dude. So, so grateful you're part of the company and you're here. We need you. We need your input. So, guys, if you have more questions, feel free to text Zach and reach out to him. And maybe he'll answer those. But for now, we've got to wrap the call up. So thanks for everyone being here. And Zach, thanks for your time, dude. For once in a lifetime, you need to never stop improving. The constant focus on individual growth. How will you be financially free? 
Welcome to the Empower Podcast. 